It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. It's that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> Joe Burr. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I really like him. I've always liked him. And uh, yes, I'm telling you, man, you hear it all the time in sports might be the most overused thing in sports, most overused expression to, you know, like disrespected. They did. Nobody gave us. Nobody said it could be done. Disrespect bulletin board material. (laughs) That's right. This really was a case of that, though. And that's why I feel good for the Bengals. I really do. This whole idea, this nefarious, awful, the latest evil coming from Roger Goodell. Trust. Trust me. They want neutral site championship games for the conference titles. They want it. And this is going to be their beta test for it. If the Bills had won, they were going to play Kansas City. No fault of the Chiefs fans. They were going to get robbed from a home game. And that game was going to be in neutral field Atlanta. But because Cincinnati won, it's going to be in KC. Good. Everything is is where it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Schedule played out. You know, and that was the thing. It was all about, you know, how are they going to handle the schedule change because the original Bills Bengal game yeah. got canceled because of the DeMar Hamlin scare. So after that, everyone's like, well, we'll just see how things played out. And I got to tell you, I'm glad it played out this way. The Chiefs deserve the home game for the AFC Championship. They had the best record in the AFC. That's the way it's supposed to be. So, good. This is this is the way it was supposed to be. Uh, a t- rematch. The, yeah, it is a rematch, isn't it? Yeah. The uh, tickets Burrow was talking about was, I guess they had already sold over fifty-five or 60,000 seats in neutral site Atlanta for this game. That w- Of people assuming it's going to happen. Because the Bills were going to beat Cincinnati. Of course they heard that. Of course. And to a man, every one of these players said, not even at the prompting of the coach, they said, oh, hell yeah, we were disrespected by that. I that, mean, that's like that old thing about um, the Pats found out the Eagles were planning a championship parade and they got a hold of the route. Yes. And the planning and what time players are supposed to be there. You don't think Belichick used that? Absolutely they did. When stuff when they do stuff like that, and, and this that's just, you know, disrespect from the NFL as well. And I get it, you know, if if you're the neutral site venue, you have to start playing it for these things. But forget that. If you're the other team like the Bengals and you see that they're already selling out tickets, everyone assuming that the Bills are just going to beat you, it's no big deal, they're not even paying attention to you, oh, absolutely use that as as motivation. And they just, it wasn't even close. I mean, the Bengals destroyed the Bills yesterday. The NFL was all ready to call this neutral site thing a huge success and a huge thing and we could promote it even more. Well, this delays their plans at least a little bit because they want it. Yes. They're doing bit by bit everything they can possibly do to ruin that league. The NFL script writers were not happy yesterday when the Bills oh, got uh, got destroyed in Buffalo. Too bad. Congrats to the Bengals. Also, congrats to the uh, the Eagles, yeah. the Niners, and the Chiefs, which is, again, going to be the uh, host site of the AFC Championship game next weekend. You know who else was there to see his Jaguars? This is something, man. Governor Ron DeSantis, which is, yeah, it's not that surprising. There's, there's lots of... You know, dignitaries, elected officials, celebrities that you don't even see that are at the place. Well, he was walking on the field, probably going to the uh, Jaguars clubhouse before the game. Well, what's interesting in the takeaway is (laughs) at a random game, playoff game, but a random game in Kansas City, Missouri, the reception that Ron DeSantis got as he's walking by people. Now at the end, 
it's not the whole stadium rooting for Ron. I think that's when the players were coming out. That's Don't, right. You know, yeah. It wasn't that big. <laughs> but you got people, and you'd have to see the video of them all high-fiving him, and they see him over there, and they're pointing at him. First of all, name recognition. Everybody there in the middle of the country knows exactly who that guy is. And you heard from the people right there that that wasn't set up. They were just These weren't Jacksonville people out of no, town. No, These are Missouri people. Yes, these were Chiefs fans yeah. you know, in the front row of the end zone. I think I'll have to put this video up on the blog so you can see the the legitimate reaction of excitement absolutely it is and and shock it was you know they they were they were starstruck these chiefs fans i mean these are missouri residents did you hear the lady at first please run for president yeah that's right they go oh my gosh i've never seen a reaction like that to an out of state governor no. no i haven't either maybe since arnold schwarzenegger but schwarzenegger is different because he was a movie star already yeah yeah there was a little, he already had he came into it with name recognition right. so but this I mean, we always wondered. We said, well, "Does will he play? You know, like he does in Florida, outside of the state." There is this whole thing, whether it's accurate or not. This whole thing about this Florida jealousy, man. I wish we were Florida. It's real, and, and it's and it's mostly because of him. It, it's he's got that kind of star power in politics. He does. I mean, we've had people, you know, that that we work with out of state tell us that before. Yep. To our face. Oh, I wish I had your governor. I mean, that was. You know, we one of the things we always talk about when it comes to an, an eventual Trump versus DeSantis primary, the retort always is, well, you know, Trump has the national factor. You can go from Idaho to Montana to, you know, New yeah. Jersey, and everybody knows who he is. And we're like, well, you know, that, that's true. We're not sure where DeSantis stands with that. I think now we know. Yeah. I think this guy is pretty well known throughout oh, the country. Uh, I think so too. I think he is. <laughs> Seems that way after that. And again, I think I'll have to put the video up on the blog because you'll see. I mean, just legit excitement from these Chiefs fans, not the Jaguars fans. Yeah, the Chiefs fans. And you heard it. Oh my God. Yeah. And the people going, "Good luck, Ron. Please run. Please run." They're telling. I mean, wow. That stuff matters. Sure. That stuff matters. Interesting. In the meantime, Nancy Pelosi is pretty much wrapping up a career of doing damage to the country. Very much so. And she's spending more time in the house in San Francisco, of course, where Paul Pelosi was allegedly attacked. <laughs> even, you know, even though he opened the door for the cops and walked back over to the attacker and uh, going out? You know, that's the spin that they're telling. It's all good? Okay. Well, isn't this fascinating? Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, according to her own daughter, Alexandra, who told the New York Times this story. This is coming from them, not us. Had priests come to the San Francisco home to perform... An exorcism. The power of Christ compels you! <laughs> Honest to God story. Oh, no. Uh, Did they do one on her? Nancy, her daughter, said, felt guilty that her husband was injured by a man who was looking for her. Oh, okay. Quote from the daughter, I think that weighed really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty, and I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming. Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. It's a while back now. Uh, we have turkey after the exorcism. <laughs> Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. Oh, boy. And then a little bit of holy water spilled on Nancy, and she said, oh, it burns. Oh, it burns. <laughs> I think. That's I think, real audio. Our mics were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we got them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think if there was an exorcism, which I believe there was, it was for all the other stuff being done in that house, not over any kind of guilt or this other crap. That's what this was, because we still have not gotten the full story of why Paul Pelosi let that rando dude inside the house in his underwear. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. There's a lot going on there that we didn't. Uh, you don't find have out a, for you sure. don't have an exorcism just over guilt. Sorry, oh. doesn't happen. That is hilarious. 
Wow. Hey, uh, Kamala Harris, who will be your president very soon, was in Tallahassee over the weekend. <laughs> we got a little preview of that, huh? She left out a pretty important part of the Declaration of Independence. Hmm, I wonder why she left this this one phrase out. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And then the NFL rundown from uh, the weekend, all the winners and where they stand from here. It's coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. This is another development from the weekend. Guess what jumped up to a half billion? This is Powerball. Boy, he's a lot less exciting than the Mega Millions guy. I know. I was going to say they should bring in the Mega Millions guy. (laughs) This is Powerball. (laughs) We're not Mega Millions. No. Uh, 502 million. Nothing to sneeze at there. Half a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. There it is. There you go. It's calling my name. Yep. Go out of my way and stop it by lottery tickets. I hate it. Can't, I hate it. Can't win if you don't play. Can't lose if you don't play either. See, I like that one. <laughs> you know, that's what I tell myself if I forgot to play. But uh, that's popping up there, too. All right. Well, we had a big visit from uh, your future president. and the very, I'm going to call her the near future president, Kamala Harris, because it's going to happen. I'm, I'm just I'm trying to prepare everybody right now. Get ready for it because it, Joe's done. Joe is done. I don't know how long the slow walk off the plank is going to be. It might be a month, two months, three months, but he's done. And get ready for this. The right of every woman in every state in this country to make decisions about her own mind. And I've said it before and I will say it again. How dare they? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's just, you you know, it's, it's, they're really, it's not like the Democrats hide anything. They're just really good about picking and choosing what their main things are going to be. It's going to be reproductive rights. Right, and she was in there. She was celebrating the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Now, all of a sudden, they're recognizing the anniversary of it from 1973. Right. Did they get each other a card for that or something? <laughs> Hallmark coming out with a card. Happy Roe v. Wade Day. Happy anniversary, Roe v. Wade. Oh my gosh! So it's going to be that, and it's going to be climate change. They're, those are their two things, especially with her for the final two years, the final stretch run. Well, and part of her speech in uh, Tallahassee was she very conveniently forgot a very important section of the Declaration of Independence. Was this by design, or did she honestly just forget what it said? You make the call. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. She oh, forgot, wait. She forgot that life part. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She, I wonder why the, her advisors would tell her to leave out the word life. <laughs> Was it by design, you uh, think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Now, look, I wouldn't put it past her. Right. She's a very stupid person, so right. I wouldn't put it past her to, you know, to forget the first word in that line there of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's absolutely possible she just forgot about it. But I'm going to go with, and this is just my read on the situation— you're having a speech at a pro-choice rally. You're saying that all women should be able to get any abortion they mm-hmm. want to. So I'm thinking her advisors told her to leave out the word life there for the Declaration of Independence. It very well could be. That's it, just my theory. And by the way, here's my other piece of information on why I'm convinced she's going to be president. They're just greasing the wheels for her. They, Much like they did before the presidential election in 2020, they took her away for a little bit. You didn't see her, and they sent her to. And this, this is an honest to God thing. They sent her to uh, speech training. They right. did. They did. I mean, it's a fact. Sure. I mean, you could you can read it. You look it up on your own. They did to get rid of the cackles. It didn't work. It worked for a little bit. Yeah. And you you forget too on the campaign trail. She was waving her hands around. It's oh, great. Yeah. They tried to control this. There's a new there's a new like tone 
They're trying to give her. I mean, it's annoying as all get out, but this is new. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence. That's a new thing that they're working on. They're trying to, and it's it's awful, but it's better than the. <laughs> yes, because that's they're they're gearing her up for the next two years. Oh, yes. that's what it is. You're right. You can tell there's like a different tone there. Yep. You know, and just in her uh, delivery. It's also a reason why she was on the road doing this speech, podium based. You big, know, big platform, big important yeah. state for them coming up in 24. It's all by design. You gotta, you gotta read into this stuff, and oh, that's yeah. that's why you have us. It's it's what we do for you. We read into the situation. We look at all the tea leaves, and we say, yeah, this is uh, this is the way it's going. And you know what? I'll, I'll make one more prediction. Mm. I think the next narrative is going to be as Joe continues to go through being disgraced and publicly shamed, right? As they find more and more classified documents from not only his time as vice president, but now time as senator. Classified documents that go back 20, 30 years that just mistakenly ended up in his own private home? Sure, okay. The new narrative will end up being at some point, how much longer will Joe stand in the way of the first female president? Yeah, oh yeah. He the, should just yeah. step down. Right. He's standing in the... Is, is it racist for Joe to continue his presidency while Kamala Harris, a black woman, waits in the wings? That's, that's exactly it. I'm telling you. And when she is in, I said this before, it is going to be, you're not going to be able to escape it for about two months, the celebration of our first female president. Because they want to get the stink off Joe. Yeah. That they just went through with him. They want you to forget about Joe as soon as possible. That's why they're going to move on. He's done. He's done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> dunsky, done, overcooked, done. I just wonder if, if he knows it yet. And she's going to be even worse than him. Because oh, at yeah. least, as dumb as she is, she's at least coherent. Right. And so that's going to be, you know, creating an even bigger problem because you talk about ego. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. But it's but it's but that's they're out too. It's an easy out for them because they gave her her shot. Yes. 2 years. They don't want her long term. No. But while they they lost the house, they still have the Senate and they have her, you know, for 2 years to run in this thing, but they can always say they can't claim that the DNC is racist or anything else. They said, "No, she was president." We made it happen. It's now, a, come on in, Gavin Newsom. Come on in. Yeah, look, it's a huge win for the Democrats. I mean, when you, yeah. when you look at just, you know, strategically speaking, they, they got Trump out. Strategery. Oh, yes. Their, their strategery is coming into play. They got they got Trump out. They passed, a, you know, through a bunch of these uh, corrupt policies. They opened up the borders, all these different things that are ruining the country. Right? They're doing you know, all their green deals, all that stuff going through. They get Joe out of there. He was the perfect puppet. Two years, you're gone. Put in Kamala. We can say that we had a female black president. Yep. Beautiful. We look great. And then they can move on from and there. And then they move on. She'll be, she'll be running again. Done. She'll be there, and then and he'll win. And that, that's that's what they want to do. Yeah. It's the plan, anyway. Just a matter of time. <laughs> Well, congratulations, and then there were four. Are we ready for an NFC championship game hosted by the Philadelphia Eagles, hosting the San Francisco 49ers? (laughs) And then in the AFC, the very interesting Bengals going out to Kansas City. Again, a rematch out there. It's happening again. This is, I think it's a good Final Four. Yeah, the Bengals won that game in overtime last year, I think. I think they did. And they, you know, they went into the Super Bowl and they yeah. lost to the Rams. But I'm telling you, I feel like the Bengals are on a mission. And also, right now, for the Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has the high ankle sprain that he suffered in the second quarter there against Star Jacksonville Jaguars. And there was a difference. Yes, I don't care what anybody says. I know he was a gamer, came back in the game, didn't sure. want to come out in the first place, but there was a difference there. I just think it's, I don't know, I just think the Bengals are really good. They which are. made no sense to me why they were six point underdogs going into Buffalo. Mystifying. I mean, I don't gamble, 
I right. mean, I, you know, I'll bet like five dollars here and there for fun with like my brother or my dad or yeah. something. But where'd that come from, though? I just I, that it was that game. I thought to myself, I need to get on some site and put like fifty bucks on this because why oh, are the Bengals? That, that would have been the one. Yes, even if they were going to lose, if if the Bills came back, it was going to be close. I mean, what what are they doing? What was Vegas thinking there? The Bengals. I said this to you on Friday too. And we both agreed mm. the Bengals were the better team, and they they showed it. It wasn't even close in that nope. game. It wasn't it? Really wasn't. Wow. So I don't know, we'll see who ends up in the Super Bowl next week. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. All right, Saturday and Sunday games, right? It's not all one day, is it? I think it is all one day. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think it's like three o'clock and six thirty, kind of like it was yesterday. But why did the Bengals save us from a neutral game site? We'll tell you why coming up next. We've got uh, the latest in the Joe documents to talk about, too. And uh, Rust, the Alec Baldwin movie, it's going to continue this with him. To me. How tense is that workplace going to be? <laughs> are you our new armorer? I don't understand how this is going to work. I don't even understand how it's working. I don't know. But uh, it's coming up next. The self <laughs> Morning Show. Keep it here. The, the search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that oh, search January, was completed last night. January 11th, six times. Six times saying the search was complete. Well, apparently it wasn't because they found more. Oh, they found more of the weekend. Saturday night, here we all were. Well, just kind of hanging out, living your lives. Well, for the first piece of information, and the timing is very important here. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain stepping away from position, reportedly. What was it, like an hour later? Pretty uh, much, yeah. Department of Justice announces six more Joe Biden documents <laughs> with marked classified were found at his Delaware home. Gee, you think that's a coincidence? I don't think so. No, no, no. That was, gosh, that was so funny, too. Like, you're so right. The timing of that, you just saw, oh, wow, his chief of staff is, re- is resigning. Well, that was the first domino to fall. We kind of figured, you know, these are going to start happening one by one now as time goes on. But we didn't know until about an hour later that... It was because there were more, even more oh classified God. documents found at the same house in Delaware. And those are just the big names leaving. I'm telling you, there are Dean, f- resumes flying out of the White House. People <laughs> looking for new jobs, trying to get off the sinking ship, you know, tr- stealing the lifeboats, trying to get out of there. Because Joe is done. Dunsky done, overcooked turkey, gone. Do you think if I go on to like LinkedIn right now, I'll see Corinne Jean-Pierre posting things? <laughs> <laughs> Experience as White House press secretary. <laughs> Name, Ron Klain, former, former White House chief of staff. <laughs> so uh, now oh, they, so they're throwing people to the wolves like this little fella. Uh, he was on all the Sunday talk shows facing the ire of the media, even from MSNBC. His name is uh, Ian Sams. I guess he's a bo- not a White House spokesperson, a Biden spokesperson. Right. It, there's a difference yes. now. Now yes. you're starting to hear from Biden lawyers who are completely different. They're just trying to save his hide. When you've lost MSNBC, when they're just flabbergasted by this, you've lost everything. Here's the question. Because some of these papers are found that are related to um, the president's tenure as vice president, and even going back to his 36 years in the United States Senate, a lot of people are wondering, how is that possible? There are rules in place for the handling <laughs> of classified documents. So how is he in this situation? And the spin is interesting, too, because now it's... It's you know fully cooperating, takes this very seriously, and they're still holding on, holding on to small number of documents. Here's the full answer from the Biden spokesperson. Well, I think you heard the president's lawyers speak to this exact fact, and you heard the president speak to this fact. You know, he was made aware of this by his lawyers, and 
I think that there's a really important distinction here. You know, he is proactively cooperating here because he takes it seriously. See, they're trying to spin this and saying that Trump was like, the, the raid happened because they were fighting everything. They may not have been that easy to get along with. They weren't fighting. They were actively working at Mar-a-Lago with the National Archives when this raid happened. That's why it was so shocking to the Trump people. And Mar-a-Lago is like a fortress. Right. You know, they weren't, right. they weren't grease-stained documents, you know, uh, with, with Hunter Biden's footprint on him in Joe's garage. Yeah, it's a very important distinctions to make. That's why these talking points where they say, and they keep trying to use this, and it, and it helps. That's why they're, they're keeping at it, because people yeah, fall right. for it. It's true. And there's when they say, well, Joe really takes this seriously, and we're cooperating. He understands the importance of this. That's why we are so out, you know, getting really getting out in front of this. We want to help. We want to help the investigation, unlike evil Trump who is trying to obstruct justice. Yeah, I guess that's what they're saying. It's, they're trying to imply that Trump didn't take it seriously. Yes. Didn't take it seriously. Joe takes it seriously. They're trying to imply that Trump had something to hide. Meanwhile, Joe has nothing to hide. Mm. So go, yes, check, do all the checking that you want. <laughs> you know, they're talking about now searching another one of his homes. Really? I guess there's another home they haven't even looked in yet. Well, this was, I mean, this was true. We were joking about it. Like, this was, you know, Where's Waldo or a National Treasure right, Hunt or, yes. like, or like a, you know, uh, just a, 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 a search throughout the country as they sent out the White House minions. Like, <laughs> go, go, do a probe, find out what you can. It's true. They did. They sent out everywhere Joe's been to see if there were documents they can get out ahead of this. They really did. I wonder if he left any behind. Like, he just dropped the documents on his way to an airplane <laughs> in, like, Ukraine. <laughs> or, or in China, you just find one uh, on the tarmac uh, in Beijing. Pay no, pay no attention to that receipt from uh, you know my Ukraine PayPal, but let me show you my Corvette. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, but he takes it seriously. Oh yeah. And then from the same MSNBC interview, they said, well, you know, the speculation out there, and many published reports that these particular documents in the Delaware home related to Joe, Joe's brother, and Hunter's foreign business dealings. What was the answer? They can say a lot, put out a lot of press releases, do a lot of media interviews, but we'll take a look at the letters that they send. We'll take a look at their actual investigative actions and we'll respond to the Congress as appropriate. I think that it's just very clear that a lot of these things are rooted in false conspiracy theory. Oh, oh. we're back to conspiracy theories. Oh, there oh everything they, they want to hide, it's a conspiracy theory or it's racist or it's, uh, you know, something. Who knows? Yeah, don't worry about, you know, every so-called conspiracy theory has turned out to be true over the past few years. All the wow. conspiracy theories, all the things they labeled that. Don't don't worry that all that stuff was true. This is just another one of those crazy yeah. conspiracy theories from people on the right, Bill. Or it's misinformation or disinformation or everything, yeah. everything they disagree with. Isn't that amazing? This is amazing to me. Remember Alec Baldwin and the George Stephanopoulos interview? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Where's never. the news we had on Friday before the weekend? Well, the DA in Santa Fe, New Mexico disagrees because you got an involuntary manslaughter charge hanging over your head now. But that's not bothering Alec Baldwin. The show must go on. The news is this morning, don't let a little thing like a manslaughter charge interrupt the career. Rust, the movie, will continue shooting with him. No problem, right? No big deal. <laughs> An attorney for the movie says the production will now have, quote, on-set safety supervisors. Oh! <laughs> Might want to do that from the get-go. Wow. But, and union crew members that will bar any use of working weapons or any ammunition. How tense is this movie site? Is this, is this work environment going to be for them? 
I don't understand how you can go on and just in good conscience. If, if you are Alec Baldwin, well, the man, he has no morals. So, But if you go out there, like this doesn't bother you. Mm. It's not in the back of your head. You can just go out there and keep filming this movie. I mean, I, I guess I understand from the if you if you want to play devil's advocate, I guess you can say, well, he's trying to help out the crew and the actors that were part of this to continue to get paid and keep their job on this film. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. So maybe. you can say that, but man, that's that's tough. That is tough. <laughs> Who's gonna see this? Where's it get released? <laughs> Imagine start seeing the commercials for it. Rust coming to a theater near you. Yes, it is that movie. <laughs> We're shooting for a May release. <laughs> oh no! Don't use the word shooting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, don't, it wasn't just Alec Baldwin though. The assistant director Dave Halls agreed to plead guilty with a charge of negligent use of deadly weapon. Right. He was the one that handed it to Baldwin on the set. Allegedly told him it was safe. Alec didn't sh- check it though. He just you know fired away. Wow. Why did they have any? Well, I know we've asked this question a million times. Why did they have any live ammunition there on the set? Why? No idea. And there were people in the film industry saying this is so bizarre. Yeah, like nobody ever does. No, I mean I I don't know. It's a question. I don't know if we'll ever get the answer. Maybe in the trial that will come up. Why? Why were there live rounds, Mr. Baldwin? Why did you allow live rounds on the set? Well, I'm just an actor. Well, no, no, I didn't fire the gun. Yeah, Yeah. you did. You lied about that too. (laughs) He's still making the movie. Wow. NFL, and then there were four. How about that? And why did the Bengals save us from a neutral site AFC Championship game? We'll tell you why, how that all worked out. Lisa Marie Presley's funeral was over the weekend. Mm. What a cast. I don't want to say like a guest list, but I guess that's what it was for the people that showed up for. Wow. Got that. And more headlines, too, coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC Championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. They call love him it. Joe Cool for a reason. I think he deserves his own nickname, though. That was the Joe Namath nickname. I, I love Burrow. I think he's. I think he's a class act. He's a he's, cool customer. He is, man. He never panics. He's a winner. He's just, and he, you know, he always seems like the underdog too. Kinda. Ever since his, you know, even in college, he uh, was. He had to leave Ohio State, didn't he? Yeah, he was on the bench at Ohio State. He had all these guys in front of him, and then he ends up at LSU. No one even gave him a chance there. Breaks all these records, wins the Heisman, wins the national championship, and then he goes to the NFL, and no one gives him a chance. And he's beating everyone. Says Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these quarterbacks, and Burrow just sits there like, "Hey guys, I'm pretty good too." Uh, this is what he's referring to. So, and this has become like a rallying cry for them because the Bengals Twitter account too is sent it out there. Better get those refunds for Hilarious. all the people. Apparently, as of game time for the championship games this past weekend, they had sold like over fifty-five thousand, maybe sixty thousand seats already for this proposed neutral site AFC game that was going to happen if the Bills beat the Bengals between the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs fans would have gotten just royally rooked on it for no fault of their own because of the you know the crazy Demar Hamlin game and all that stuff that happened. Trust me, this was the NFL's big beta test to try to see how a neutral site championship game would go. They wanted yes, yeah. And so this is another reason you should be grateful for the Bengals. They prevented that from happening. Yeah, exactly. Because like you said, there was already talks coming out that this was. Always something the NFL kind of wanted. I hate it. And they were going to have the chance to see how it worked. And they probably would have changed the rules somewhere along the, in, the, in the near future. Of course they would. 18 game seasons and no reason for home field advantage. You'd have championship games to go to the Super Bowl would be a neutral site too. What so an dumb. absolute. That I, I, may, I may give up then on the NFL at that point. 
I, I hate some of the stuff they're doing. I hate what they're turning it into. This would have been awful. Yes. Absolutely awful. And they want it so badly. It's awful. I'm Thankfully, that's not going to happen. Everything played out the way it was supposed to. It's Chiefs. It's Bengals. It's at Kansas City. We're going to get you know a home field advantage just like it was supposed to be. That's the way it's intended in you know in the NFL. That's why you play. You play to win the game, right? They could have had the, the, if potentially if in a different universe this neutral site AFC Championship game happened, which was going to be in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. They could have had a terrible game, less tickets sold than they thought, and bad attendance and a power outage in the game. Yes, and they, the NFL still would have come out on a Monday morning and saying huge success, huge. <laughs> Plans underway to look into this in the future. That's how they work. It's how oh, they, yeah. it's how that's how Roger Goodell's NFL works. It's how they do it. Oh yeah, they just you know do whatever they want to do. They tell you everything's working great. So uh, look, like I said, thankfully that didn't happen. Sorry, Bills fans, but Bengals were the better team. We don't have to suffer through a you know a future of the NFL where we have these Thank these God. neutral sites for conference championship games. Give me a break. Don't do it. Comes up with this stuff so dumb. So here we are. You got the Bengals, the disrespected Bengals in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, and the Niners coming east to play the Eagles, which is going to be another good one. I love these matchups because I, w- I, I was almost hoping for Cowboys Eagles though because you want to talk about hatred yeah. between two fan bases. That right there would have been entertaining as hell. I was. That would have been such a great storyline with <laughs> Cowboys and Eagles, the NFC East rivalry. And, I mean, just to have that storyline as well when it comes to, you know, can the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl? But they lose, and, man, there's going to be some questions in Dallas this morning. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's a good point. That's you right. Know? I don't know. Uh, it's, see what happens. But coaching I, thing? I don't know. I think it's a good Final Four, though. It I'm is. excited about it. Yeah, four of the best teams in the NFL. I, I, I think this is just my opinion. I'm going to throw it out there. Yes. The winner of the Bengals-Chiefs game is going to win the entire thing. They win the Super Bowl. Could happen. And that's not taking anything away from Philly mm-hmm. and San Francisco. Those are two great. San Francisco has a great defense. Philly mm-hmm. has a great offense and a pretty good defense, too. So those teams could easily beat either the Chiefs or the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I just feel like those two teams, mm-hmm. one of them is going to win the whole thing. could see it happening. Especially Cincinnati, man. They want to get back. They have that chip on their shoulder after losing in the Super Bowl last year. They got all those guys with experience now. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be fun. They're really good conference championship games. That's why they play the games. I like it. Uh, Entertainment news over the weekend. This was very interesting. I mean, sad. The sad loss of Lisa Marie Presley. Well, the funeral happened for her at uh, Graceland yesterday. Listen to the, the, I guess you call it a guest list. What do you call it? Uh, Axel Rose, Alanis Morissette. Sarah Ferguson, yes, that one, the Duchess of York. Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins mm. and, you know, other notable people. I guess they all had personal relationships with her. And it showed up for this thing. It was Crazy. Uh, Sarah Ferguson read a poem called A Tribute to the Children. Axel Rose jumped on a piano and played November Rain. Wow. Other other celebrities played and entertained at this thing. Wow. Had no idea. What a, what a sad and tragic life that was. It really is. You know, it's, you, know you can see all you want. Well, she had all this money. Yeah, I get that, but... did make up for it, though. A lot is just sad. It's sad ending, too. Hmm. It was a shame. It really was. Uh, how about some good news? We talked sure. about this before, but it's worth repeating because there's more details coming out about it. I don't know where they're honeymooning, but I think the guy deserves anything he could possibly get in his life. Buzz Aldrin, American astronaut and hero, who's 93. He's up there. Got married over the weekend. Mazel tov. <laughs> his, long, right. his long-time chicky-poo girlfriend, because you know yes. how old she is? 
Uh oh. A very young 63. Oh, he's robbing the cradle he's there. Robbing the cradle oh is right. My. Oh, boy. <clears throat> so he tweets, and he's a great follow on Twitter, by the way. He is. I've followed him for a long time. One of my first follows. Nice. Uh, called her his longtime love. Fourth wife. Uh, he was the second man to walk on the moon, of course, after Neil Armstrong. He's done a lot more than that. He's got he's got multiple doctorates, too. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. Unreal. He says, on my 93rd birthday and the day, I will also be honored by the living legends of aviation. Oh, very very <laughs> nice. Just throw that in. <laughs> I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, Dr. Anka Fowler, I think that's how I pronounce her name, and I have tied the knot. We were joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in L.A. And we're as excited as eloping teenagers. Oh, look at that. I almost feel like re- regurgitating in the morning show blog. Remember that time he punched out that mooner truther? <laughs> this guy was, this. if you never heard the story, this guy was following Buzz Aldrin around the country <laughs> at speaking events, trying to get him. He's saying, you didn't, the moon, it was Hangar 18, there was no moon landing. That's Buzz right. finally had enough, and he punched him square in the face. He did. He knocked him right down, and it was great. And he was... Boy, he had to be in his 80s then. I, maybe I, maybe 70s, but I, was, I think... I was going to say... Late seventies, just had enough. He's like, ah, <laughs> right in the kisser, <laughs> <laughs> pow! Oh, it was so good. Another takeaway from the NFL weekend it had nothing to do with football, kinda, but it had everything to do with Ron DeSantis's national popularity. The reception he got in Kansas City because he was there to you know to support the Jaguars. Yeah, and the Jaguars, by the way, they they fought hard. That was you know they kept it close. When you hear how the people outside of Florida feel about him. And this was a good indication of it. As he was walking, you know, by people, he heard them shouting things like, America's best governor, please run for president. Blah. And this is just, these are Kansas City people. Yeah. Is that an indication of anything? I I think it is. While he was out there, Kamala Harris was in Tallahassee in his backyard. Hmm. What did she have to say? All that coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed uh, with the right Uh-huh. To liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, wait a minute. And she leaves something out there? There was another L word, I think. I think the life part was kind of ah, important, too. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you think that was by design. I think she was just being kooky Kamala and she forgot exactly what was in there. And, and listen, listen, it was an anniversary of the Roe v. Wade speech in Tallahassee, so I think you're probably right. Yeah, I just think it's too much of a coincidence. She's out there talking about, you know, being pro choice and having the right to get an abortion. And I think her. Uh, her, her advisors were like, you might want to leave out the life part when you talk about the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> They're going over her speech. They're like, and they were like, oh, 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 hold on. Let's, yeah, we let's. can't have that life part. No, you know, not we, today. You know, we know Thomas Jefferson really liked, you know, life and all that, but let's just, <laughs> just cross that one out for, for today. Now, I know that's tough to listen to. Just the first part again, the tone. Ugh. A promise we made. In- oh, God. Gross. But I'm just trying to, I'm trying to. Foam the runway and get everybody used to that because it's coming. Joe's done. It's going to be her. She's she's going yeah. to be president. And she was also saying this in Tallahassee. The right of every woman in every state in this country to make decisions about her own body is on the line. And I've said it before and I will say it again. How dare they? So, <laughs> wow. Angry Kamala. So we know uh, we know what the agenda is going to be. It's going to be the reproductive issue stuff, right? Right to life stuff, uh, abortion rights, and climate change. Because she also she morphed this speech into a climate thing too. Those are the two main issues that they have going right now. And I think the whole you know 
Roe v. Wade decision coming out of the Supreme Court. It was very effective for them in the midterms, at least in the Senate anyway. And uh, that's going to be the main thing. They're holding on to that for the next couple of years. You can hear a ton of that out of her. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there's, your look, next, there's your next two years right there, all, all laid out. That is the game plan. They're going to you know harp on all this stuff and, well, just get used to it. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what we're going to be hearing, unfortunately. So while she's in Tallahassee, the guy that actually lives in Tallahassee, Governor Ron DeSantis, he was out in the Midwest checking out the, his, his Jaguars playing the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost, but big win for him because this was so indicative of his national popularity now. Now he's walking back to field seats, Jaguars clubhouse, wherever the heck he was going. But he was by the field, and he's walking by a bunch of people. You can see the video clear as day, the reaction of when he walks by. Listen to some of the things. I mean, random Kansas City fans, once they saw and recognized DeSantis, what they were saying to him. The big cheers there. That that he didn't get those cheers. That's where right. the Chiefs were coming out of the field. Right. But still, you heard you heard just as he's walking by people, things like, "Oh, the best, the best governor, please run for president." A lady, <laughs> another lady goes, "Oh my God." <laughs> it's true. I what mean, other governors there? in the state would get that? It's it's really interesting, man. I'm telling you, there's an indication here. That is a clear indication to me. Uh, as far as the temperature, as they say, right, the temperature for sure is. him as a candidate, Ron DeSantis, because I've never seen that reaction from a governor other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. because he was already a famous actor. So that's different. But when you're just talking about a governor going to a different state, yeah, you might know, you know, some of the big names. If you're in another state, doesn't mean you're going to love them, though. And you're going to be saying, please run for president as they walk by. I've, I've never seen that before. That clip right there convinced me. Because the question's still been out there. You know, does he have national recognition? And he's obviously been in the limelight here recently. And that little indication uh, at, a, at a random playoff football game in the middle of January told me he's 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 got total national recognition. And this Florida jealousy thing that you hear about all the time is yeah. real. Whether it's completely accurate or not, people are convinced outside of our state that we were like running willy-nilly throughout the entire COVID thing. And we were locked down for a little bit at first, but a lot better than the other states. And that was the thing that separated DeSantis and what made him a a national name was his response when it came to, wait a minute, why are we in lockdown? I mean, Mm. it was like this realization he had of like, this isn't the way to do this. And I mean, he, he bucked that trend really early on. Well, I'm taught it was like May. It was a couple months into the pandemic, and he was like, "Yeah, we're not going to do this lockdown stuff right. anymore." Right. You know, we got it. We'll be able to live with this. We have to be- open businesses back up and get kids back in school. We know the fight that ensued there when it came to the school, but that's that's what gave him that name, and that's really people saw that he was right, whether or not they want to admit it. No, I know you're always going to have people who know in the back of their head that he approached it the right way, but they're still going to call him, you know, evil, and he tried to kill people. But they know in the back of it, in their head that, yeah, you know, as we look back on it now, he was uh, he was right. Yeah, but it, it was a weird, weird thing because there was so much. And I think the lack of travel hurt this at first when they were first, you know, allowing travel to happen again. And you started to see comments from people who went to Florida just like, I got to get out of here. I got to get some sun. They're like, oh, my God, it's like nothing happened down here. It was amazing how people saw the difference. And we were completely and totally used to it. That was not the story. In Illinois and Chicago right. and Ohio and Massachusetts and New York wasn't the story like that. You know, most other states 
One, it took a while for people to realize how much better our pandemic experience was. It was. Yeah. Now, the criticism is always, oh, they were too locked down. DeSantis was just like everybody else pushing pushing the vax. Okay, not for long, though. No. Not compared to other states. No, not at all. I mean, that's, and again, that's what separated him. That's what gave him that national notoriety. And then, uh, but that was the question, right? Yeah. Could he have a chance against Trump in the primary? And I, I, look, I know it's just a little thing. But I don't think it's a little thing. People might say, oh, well, it's just a few people at a football game. No, I'm telling uh, you. It's, it's totally right. They did not expect him to be there. Right. They recognized him instantly. And then some of the things we're saying that that to me, that was a convincer for me. I mean, these are these weren't Jaguars fans. These were Kansas City Chiefs right. fans, people who live there in Missouri. And they were the ones running up to him excited. Go, oh, my gosh, please run for president. Man, I'll tell you, if that's not telling, I don't know what is now. A conservative area. Yes. Sure. It, it, it just it really is. But you can't tell me he wouldn't have gotten the same response and cheers and people telling him to run for president. You can't tell me if he wasn't walking by a crowd in MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, he still wouldn't be recognized because he yeah, would. know. Absolutely. Or California. Anywhere. Yeah. He's got he's get the, the recognition, you know, factor, throw it out. It's not a problem anymore for DeSantis. And that's what it's I not. think we, we have found out recently, and I think that cemented it yesterday. That was always the question. Right. Well, does he have the factor where, you know, Trump can win anywhere, Trump is recognized anywhere he goes. We don't think DeSantis is at that point yet. Well, he is. Yeah. I he think is he now. is. And then it depends on policy and all this other stuff and timing, but sure. That's not a concern. Check that one off the box. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, he wasn't the governor that sent out the best tweet over the weekend, though. No, you're right. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas turned into Cowboys fan <laughs> and tweeted out something so stunningly hilarious. I think even his enemies loved it. <laughs> I swear, man, I thought this was a parody account at first. Check the likes. I think even Beto O'Rourke liked it. <laughs> he might have liked it. It was he that funny. It brought them all together. We got... <laughs> <laughs> we got that, a big Powerball update. We got uh, the Final Four in the NFL to talk about, too. We've got that coming up as well. And headlines and more Joe Biden documents. Uh-oh. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Coming over the weekend, we have a half-billion-dollar jackpot again. This is Powerball. He's got to pick up the excitement a little bit, that guy. I think you're right. You can't know, be like the Mega Millions guy. Yeah, we were so used to, what was his name, John Crow or something like John that? John Crow. <laughs> it was John Snow, whatever yeah, his name was. John Snow, John Snow. <laughs> this is winner. That's right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got to get a little bit more excited there. But the uh, Powerball now, $502 million for tonight. They have the uh, three-night-a-week uh, drawings, so that's happening. It's kept on rolling on and on and on and on. So, is it go over one more time? I think... I think it does. You know what? It might. I kind of. I think it's going to go on for a while. Really? I do. I think this is going to be another one where we're talking about it. Like in March, we're going to say, "Oh boy, Powerball still hasn't been hit. Now it's at nine hundred million. We're getting close to a billion dollars now." <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Probably will. I got a feeling. All right, let's go over the weekend timeline, shall we? First of all, Saturday night, you're probably trying to live your life, have fun, be with people, be out and about like my wife and I were. We were sitting at a restaurant bar. Then all of a sudden, they got this one little alert that said, oh, that's interesting. Biden's chief of staff is stepping down. Ron Klain, apparently, he's going away. What was it, like an hour later, Diener? Then Just got, about. Then I got many more alerts. And whenever that happens, I look around at the social setting to see where I am to see if other people are getting it. Everybody kind of checks their phone at once. And the look of shock on people's faces. <laughs> and they started whispering to their significant others. Because, you know, you don't want to say this stuff out loud in public these days. Right. People are, people are saying things like, did you hear about Biden? They found six more classified documents at the house in Delaware. So, you know, and, and 
it does matter. And I always look at, so I'm glad I was outside of the house at that time when that actually happened to look at it. You were with family, Diener, so you could like, you know, speak freely. People were like, did you see this? Oh my God. It's really bad. <laughs> and then when, when you get in the car, you can start talking freely and say, this idiot, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> <laughs> say all the things you wanted to say while you were sitting inside the restaurant. So that's the latest, despite the fact that they said this investigation, the search is over, blah, blah. No, it wasn't. The Department of Justice was still there. It was still there in Delaware. There still may, may be another location where they're looking for documents. That was, that was true. They sent out the White House minions to go like a Where's Waldo search to find where Joe's been, where maybe he's left other papers, where at all, what's going on with this. And they're still looking and they're still probably not done finding documents. Yeah, I, I forget what city it is, but he has another house that they haven't even searched yet. So you had the Biden Penn Center. That's where this all started. Yep. That was, was the first one. The Biden Center there in Pennsylvania, by, by the way, building funded by China. Yep. Mostly. And, yeah, mostly. And then you start looking in some of the houses. They Well, let's look in his Delaware home first. That's where he spends most of his time. Oh, no. We continue to find more. You know, you had the one in the garage, and you had the one in the library, and then they found more, and then they found six more over the weekend. It's like they haven't even got to the other houses yet. So this one's significant because it goes back decades. Here's yes. the question from MSNBC, of all places. Because some of these papers were found that are related to um, the president's tenure as vice president, and even going back to his 36 years in the United States Senate, a lot of people are wondering, how is that possible? There are rules in place for the handling of classified documents. So how is he in this situation? Even them. There are rules, you know. You know it's, it's not supposed to happen. Oh, my goodness. So the timing. Is it is it interesting? Does it is it just coincidence that Ron Klain is leaving the White House, made that announcement just as more documents were found? Oh, absolutely not. There, oh. there is an exodus out of that White House. They are leaving. There are resumes flying. Indeed has its own White House section looking for jobs. That's right. They are bailing. They know it's a sinking ship. Who's next, by the way? Because chief of staff is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's a high-ranking member in a cabinet. It's huge. It really is. In fact, President Biden is selecting Jeff Zients as his new chief of staff. He's a longtime Biden guy. First reported by the Washington Post, confirmed by two anonymous sources. Would you like to know what Jeff Zients is all about? I would love to. Found this little clip from friend of the show, Steve Cortez. He's been on before, oh, yeah. Trump advisor. This, this is Zients during the height of the pandemic when they were pushing Uh-oh. the vaccine. You ready? Sure. Here he is. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness oh. and death. Oh, oh. oh gosh. <laughs> You know, you know when you, you you look back and, and you hear this kind of stuff, how morose, how just lying through their teeth, pushing this vaccine they were, it was awful. And that was one of the main, he, that was one of those big uh, CDC Zoom calls, remember? They were right. all on Zoom yep. at the time. That, that was him. That's the new guy. That is just disgusting. You're right, though. I mean, looking back on some of the stuff, remember Biden? Dark winter is ahead. The dark winter. And he said dark winter. Uh, he, he was saying that for about a year and a half. Yeah, that was, and then he would follow that up with, "This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated." Boy, that well, must have been the biggest lie. As it turns out, that was very untrue. You have more. I mean, now especially, you have more vaccinated people who have gotten COVID than than unvaccinated. Wow, that's fact, by the way. Yeah, unbelievable. What a bunch of scam artists. <clears throat> so that's the new guy. In the meantime, shark. 
We've got our final four in the NFL. Oh, congratulations to all fans of these teams and the teams themselves, the Bengals, the Chiefs, <laughs> and the Niners. There's your final four, which I think are good matchups. I think it's pretty good. They are. I mean, they, I, I, I think we got the four best teams in there. Yeah, I think so. You know? Yeah, the, I think it was all decided. They've been playing well all season long, these four teams, right. and the, the cream rises to the top, as they say. And now the questions, but if you go the other way, the questions begin for Buffalo. Is the window closing on them? You know, oh, now the salary cap is going to start ah. hitting. I saw a thing. Josh Allen's contract, of course, they're going to rework it. But as it stands right now, his salary cap increases 150%. Yeah, see, that's an issue. <laughs> Isn't he still in the rookie deal? No, is he? Five oh, years. How long has he been May- in? Maybe. He might uh, be. They must have extended him by now. Yeah. Whatever. They're about to pay a heavy price. <laughs> so maybe is there a rift there? Their star receiver, Stefan Diggs, was seen uh, storming out of the locker room. Uh, might hmm. have been a motion of the game, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe some shifting going around. The Cowboys, are they going to fire their coach? See, now I'm looking at the losing teams right now. Well, they're the more interesting storylines yes. at this point. Dak Prescott didn't play well. I don't know. A lot of questions. Does, does Jerry Jones just go... I've had enough. Brady, I want me some glory oh, hole. Oh, no, Brady on the Cowboys. I couldn't you see it? Oh, wow. I, I, I know we just re-signed Dak to a 150-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I want a championship. Oh, wow. And do they find a new kicker Ooh. in Dallas? Because everybody, even apparently, my, one of my favorite things is when like supposedly dignified elected officials become just sports fans like the rest of us. Yep. This was... The one of the funniest things I have ever seen on Twitter, ever, and it came from Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, who apparently is a Cowboys fan because he was just as frustrated as everybody. Didn't know. Now the Cowboys kicker had he got the yips, and for some reason he cannot make extra points anymore. He was okay in field goals. Yeah, that was all right. Weird though. Couldn't get him, and the first one was blocked. It was gonna be a miss. He's actually lucky it was blocked. So just like everybody else, Greg Abbott was frustrated, and he tweets out. I swear I can kick as good as the Dallas Cowboys kicker. <laughs> I'm telling you, I stared at my phone. I'm like, this cannot be real. This can't be real. Uh, Greg Abbott's in a wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> which which makes it so much more awesome. That is just a great, that is great awareness and a sense of humor out of that guy. He is wheelchair bound. He won the weekend. Oh my gosh, that's one of the best tweets I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> I can kick better than the Cowboys kicker. Great Do you have any supporters he won over just by saying that I'm telling in, in you, Texas? Man. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Democrat Cowboys fans are like, I'm voting for this guy. That's it, I'm done. You have a Beto O'Rourke. Check the, the likes. He probably liked it. He was like, yeah, I, I got to give it up for him. That was, that was a great one. Really good. All right, we have uh, Kamala Harris was in Tallahassee giving a big speech. We've got some highlights from that. And... Well, it happened. Nancy Pelosi has had an exorcism. About time. I mean, on a, there's a true story. In her San Francisco house, they did an exorcism. I think, I hope they did one on her because she is, there's something going on there. I don't know. we got that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate you very much. The South Florida Morning Show, News Talk 850 WFTL. Welcome back in for the weekend. Uh, I was just listening there to uh, some of the witnesses, that crazy California uh, shooting that happened there. Well, this is the other side of the story. Police are hailing two civilians as heroes for disarming the suspect. That was an amazing part of that. That is, quite frankly, I think kind of underreported. That uh, deadly shooting in Southern California, according to the L.A. County Sheriff, Two unarmed people wrestled the pistol, uh, a pistol with an uh, experienced large capacity magazine. This is their mm. quote. 
from the suspect when he arrived at a second location. They identified 72-year-old guy, Hu Can Tran, as the Asian man who opened fire uh, near a Lunar New Year celebration uh, dance studio in Monterey Park, California. About 10 people died in that one, but, uh, you know, thank God two heroes stepped up in that case, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we would have been talking about two different locations this morning if people didn't step up and do something. It's just a terrible story, you know, you... It's you, you get so tired about you know hearing about these things yeah. when they happen. It's just come on, these people. It's such a shame they just lose their minds and for whatever reason they go out and they, and they do this stuff. They're saying there's some type of domestic dispute that led to this. There's the other quotes from people that knew him filled with rage. Domestic dispute. I don't know what it was. Who the heck knows? Seventy-two year old guy though. Man, very very sad. All right, and better news. This. Is Powerball. If you'd like to win half a billion dollars, you could tonight. 502 million is the jackpot for Powerball because that has the uh, the three night a week jackpot. That's why it rolls over so quickly. Right. So much. It seems like that was just minuscule a couple of weeks ago, and it was. Yeah, we were just talking, what? I mean, even before the weekend, it was around like 470 or something. Now here we are a couple of days later, and it's ready at 500. That's about it. We've crossed the half a billion threshold, Bill. We're there. Here comes the hype. It's not even like, it means nothing to people anymore. I know. This used to be such a big story. Nothing. (laughs) They always, it's just like one after the other now. You know, I mean, we just had Mega Million get to a billion dollars. Yep. Over a billion. And then we have, you know, and power, before that, Powerball was at two billion. And now here we go again with Powerball at half a billion. (laughs) They got to have that Mega Millions guy do the Powerball though. He's more exciting. I think so. This guy's like, this is Powerball. Yeah, yeah you got to simulcast the Mega Millions guy. <laughs> and you'd be Put like, in there. I'm up for it. Give it to me. <laughs> Don't understand this at all. You know that Rust, the uh, Alec Baldwin movie? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would okay. never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. Well, no. you did. And the Santa Fe DA disagrees with you. That's why you have a involuntary manslaughter charge hanging over your head. Don't let that stop you, though. The career must go on. Rust is going to continue shooting. Remember we were, like, asking out loud the question, like, what happens to this movie, Diener, on Friday we said it? That's right, yeah. Well, now we know. They're going to finish it. Baldwin and the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, remember her? Both facing involuntary manslaughter charges. The assistant director, too, by the way. Agreed to plead guilty to a charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's right. That's not mentioned a lot because obviously Alec Baldwin is the big name here. So Listen to right, this, people. An attorney for the movie says the production is going to have a, quote, on-set safety supervisor and union crew members. Well, that's nice. And won't bar any use of working weapons or any ammunition. I don't understand why they had live ammo on the set to begin with. It was ridiculous. There was no I mean, one in that industry that could figure that out. What's What purpose does that serve to have live ammo on a movie set? Not much. What are they doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm so comforted to know that now they have safety experts and, you know, uh, union workers there. Right. <laughs> Good gosh. <laughs> Thank goodness they're on it now. Yeah, really. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how you can go back and... Continue this movie. I just, I would, that would give me the willies. I wonder if it's to, to just fulfill contracts or something. Maybe. Can you imagine how tense this work site is going to be? Oh, geez. I, wow. It's tough. It's tough. I, I mean, I get it. You know, if you, like you said, if you want to fulfill contracts, you know, you, you're trying to do it for the actors in this movie who are looking forward to it, you know, for this coming out. You know, it's, it's a big paycheck, all that different type of stuff. Now, I, I guarantee you, and this is a shame. 
But when it comes out, I guarantee you a bunch of people go see this now because they know about it and the hype that was around it when it came to the shooting. Absolutely. And you're going to have people be like, oh, yeah, I got to go see that Rust movie. Yep. To see how, you know, what, what was this whole thing about to, be, to begin with. And this is gross, but I think you're exactly right. I think they're banking on kind of like the curiosity factor. I think so. Because where else are they going to release a thing? And that's what happened with uh, The Crow. Remember when, ah. when it was Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, when he got shot on the set and died? Yeah, that's right. And when that happens, I remember The Crow did well in theaters. wasn't a very good movie. It was really weird and dark, but it, it did pretty well in the theaters from what I remember because people wanted to go see what the movie was like and what the scene was like where he got shot and how they were able to put it all together without seeing actually somebody die on the screen. That's so gross. I know, man. I'm telling you. Man. So. That's happening. <laughs> See what happens there once that movie comes out. Who's going to release? Is this like a limited release thing? You know, or does it go like know. straight to HBO Max? It's got to be. It's got to be right to right to video. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to think. Really. And when? Yeah, no idea too. It's going to work out. And uh, another DC protest is being planned outside the Capitol today. It's probably not as serious as you may think it is, but uh, you're going to be interested in the name of the group. Are you ready? I think so. A local group called Free Britney. America. Oh no. Lady oh, no. Alone. <laughs> there he is, Chris Crocker. Is there to take aim at Ticketmaster? Oh geez. The company you might remember halted Taylor Swift tickets sales in November, high demand, crashed the website. People are still upset about that. It, you know, the, because Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they are one of the same. They are the promoter, they are the ticket seller. Yeah. A Senate committee meets tomorrow to discuss the lack of competition in the ticketing industry. Wow. Now you got the the free Britney army on it? Forget it. You don't stand a chance, Ticketmaster. You, you have the Taylor you have the the, the, the Swifties, <laughs> the Taylor Swift army, now you have the Britney army. They're oh my done. God. Dead if, and buried. If Ticketmaster. they ever join forces? Oh my god. Oh my god. You can't stop them. <laughs> Good luck, Ticketmaster. <laughs> no, it's, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, cuz it is a monopoly. Right. You need some type of competition. And plus, Ticketmaster's customer service is the absolute worst in the history of the universe. Oh, you know that personally. I you, do. You lost money on it. Did. Somebody stole your, your Red Hot Chili Pepper tickets. Never got a resolution. Wow. And I'm they gonna, just, they just like sold them, right? Yeah, no, I, someone just signed into my account and sold them out from under me. That's Nobody horrifying. did anything for me at Ticketmaster. That's horrifying. Yep. I hope they get a big win. That would be outstanding. This is a big win for us. And it's not made up. It's multiple published reports. And the... Source of the information is Nancy Pelosi's own daughter, Alexandra. This is weird, man. <laughs> but, okay, yes, weird, but does it shock you that this happened? Um, I think it shocks me that it wasn't done on Nancy, is where I'm at with this story. <laughs> According to Alexandra Pelosi, former House Speaker Nancy had priests come to her San Francisco home <laughs> and perform an exorcism. <laughs> An actual exorcism. <laughs> this is this really happened, this, but it wasn't on Nancy. No, well, it should have been. Maybe it's a cover. Maybe it was. Alexandra told the New York Times that her mother called priests to perform the exorcism over Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, geez. A turkey will be done. First, we need to get the priest in here. So we got the turkey cooking. We got, you know, maybe some lasagnas. And, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. You got the sweet potato pie. Well, hey, hey, Father uh, <laughs> Father Joe is coming over to do that exorcism right after turkey. So everybody be ready. 
He said it was all what? over weeks after David DePap, remember that guy, allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Remember allegedly. They, remember, yeah. The, yeah, allegedly, even though Paul, we know, let him in while he was in his underwear. But that's a different yeah, story. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, her daughter, said, felt guilty that her husband was injured by a man who was looking for her. <sighs> Alexandra says, I think that really weighed heavily on her soul. I don't think that's what they were trying to cleanse the house from, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. You need a you need a few exorcisms in that family. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me just spread this holy water around. No, don't get it on me. Oh no! <laughs> it burns. It burns. What after this whole thing? After the ex- after the exorcism, Nancy Pelosi turns out to be like she, her spirit's been cleansed. Maybe she's not evil anymore. Listen, Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be great. That'd be incredible. I would love to see that. Hmm. Right now, if that didn't happen, then she's still very evil. Hmm. Yeah. So. There's that. There may be no help. When you're beyond an exorcism, there's no help for you. I think she would have sprouted wings and started flying around the house and tried to do something. Oh, gosh. All right, more documents uh, from Joe's house in Delaware. And there's a rumor out this morning there's more at a different, a a third, a fourth location. Oh, boy. We got that and more coming up next. Oh, and a saucy 10-year-old kid in Rhode Island wanted a DNA test to prove that Santa's real. Wow. You know what? Naughty list for you, kid. Jeez, what's up? what's going on with this kid? But there's good news with the results. It's okay, coming up good. next. The Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Because some of these papers were found that are related to um, the president's tenure as vice president, and even going back to his 36 years in the United States Senate, a lot of people are wondering, how is that possible? There are rules <laughs> in place for the handling of classified documents. So... How is he in this situation? I love the anchor there on MSNBC. There are rules, you know. How? <laughs> well, what's going on? <laughs> She's just taking these things out of the Senate. Huh. Oh That's, my when you lose MSNBC, you're done. It's, there's no hope now. Yeah, and this is the yeah. most merciful way to just take him out. And, and don't even kid yourself. The Democrats are taking out their own guy because it's time. They've had enough of Joe. They're going to put uh, Kamala in as a placeholder. They want Gavin Newsom in there to run for president in 24. He's got a good shot to win. And then that's it. And this is a way they can get rid of Joe and not, you know, have him sitting in a jail cell somewhere. He's not going to be impeached. They won't, unless he fights it, they won't reveal the the content of the documents. Right. Pretty much everybody in the know is saying it's about business dealings with Ukraine and China and and, and Hunter's dealings and maybe even with his brother, too. Everybody knows that. But they're not revealing that yet. That's what they do. They don't want to cross that line, but they will if Joe's old, demented ego gets in the way and he fights this. I wonder how long are they going to let him stick around before they start revealing what's inside? Two months. Yeah? I'm calling it two months. That'll be the process. Okay. You can already see how they're setting Kamala up. You can see it. So, I mean, so they want him out sooner rather than later then? I think now. Like, they're done. I think now. Okay. Is no coincidence, Diener, we talked about this before, Ron Klain, who is like, you want to talk about an inside-the-beltway, a swamp, a, a lizard person of the swamp monsters. Yes. I mean, this for this guy to resign for the White House, he resigned, or he's about to resign as chief of staff, he's leaving. And that happened, what, two hours, one hour, before the, the news came out about more documents found in in Joe's Delaware house? Come on. that's That was Biden's guy. That's, that is his guy. You know? 
And now he's gone, and they're already talking about, well, the, the DOJ is uh, discussing whether or not to search another one of Biden's homes. That's incredible. So I'm t- they're going to keep searching for stuff. They're, they're holding this over. These are threats. Make no mistake about it. They're holding this over his head. Hey, if you don't get out now, we're going we're gonna to search the other houses. And if you they're don't everywhere. get out then, we're going to tell people what's inside these files. And all of a sudden, well, according to anonymous sources, the yeah, yeah. files found in Joe Biden's house yeah. detail dealings with this, See, this, and that. That's the that's the that's the nuke. That's what they don't mm-hmm. want to go to, but they can. Because then you're talking impeachment. Then you're talking leaving in disgrace. Yeah, exactly. He's already embarrassed. Right. There's a difference but, between embarrassed right. and, and being disgraced. He's got an out right now. Yeah. But he and I'm telling you, they're telling him, Joe, don't fight us on this. It's 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 over. But you don't want to it can get a lot uglier than this. This is the merciful way yes. to take him out of his misery. It could get a lot worse. But here's the wild card in this, Diener. He's just egomaniacal enough to fight this. I think he will, too. Wow. And we're going to keep hearing more and more about t- it. What a time. I know. It's insane. It's amazing. And I don't feel bad for him at all. And I understand no. some people who say, well, he should have been impeached a while ago. They're just distracting you with these files, things from all the other things he's done. I get that. If, but if this is what gets him out... Then fine. Just then let this be the thing. I know he should have been impeached already or resigned in disgrace because of what he's done with the border, because he's, you know, soft on crime, soft on fentanyl, and how many people are dying under his watch. Five, four, five, handful of impeachable offenses, disqualifying offenses, what what they've done to this country. But this, and then going back, like you heard there in the intro from MSNBC, back decades, the Senate run. Yeah. Yeah. Even Ted Cruz said, "I've been in the Senate a long time. I don't even know how you do this. How do you get? How do you do that? How do you, how do you walk out of there with documents?" And that just completely destroys, by the way, the narrative of well, well these these documents. This remember the small number of documents they were yeah. accidentally taken. They were mixed up with other files. Uh, so those small number of documents were accidentally taken thirty years ago. Also, I, <laughs> give me a break. But they still here's the thing. We, but we he did the right his his lawyer, not White House lawyers, Biden lawyers. Uh, the president did the right thing. Oh, that's right. They, they keep, did they, the right thing. They keep pushing that. They did when? the right thing after he stole classified documents. But after that, he did the right thing. That's amazing. After he got caught. It's like your kids, if you they, you know, you know catch them eating candy or cookies they're not supposed to eat. Oh, well, they put it back afterwards. They did the right thing. They fessed up to it. Yeah, but it doesn't make it better. Yeah, you, you caught them. That's why they did the right thing afterward. Wow. Give me a break with these people. So corrupt. Unbelievable. It makes my head hurt. It's an amazing thing to see. It really is. So uh, you had Kamala in the meantime, who will be your president very soon. She was in Tallahassee. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence <laughs> that we are each endowed with the right uh. to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Well, she, le- she left over the, the life part. She left oh, that out. But that's right. yeah, no big deal. That's, you know, don't worry about that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot she left that part out. Life, liberty, in the pursuit of happiness. Why would you leave out the word life there, Bill? Yeah, that was a... Uh... <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, now it's like this holiday. Now, now all of a sudden, <laughs> they mark the anniversary of Roe v. Wade from 1973 as like a hallmark holiday or something. That's why she was there. Weird. And then she it? morphed it into climate change. So those are that that's her platform. That's, uh, that's the next couple of years. Get ready for go. it. Here you go. I couldn't get past the tone, the new Kamala tone. And they've done it again. This is an odd, This actually happened before the election. They took her off the road for a while. They did send her to a public speaking school. They True. Did, to stop with the hand movements. 
had to stop with the cackling. Mm-hmm. It worked for a little while. Now this thing is some sort of a, and now we have them. Yeah, you're right. I noticed a little bit different uh, tone there. Wow. All right, that's enough of the swamp people. I okay. can't take them anymore. <laughs> Let's get a feel-good story of the day. You ready? I'm, I'm, yes, yes, I'm in. Let's go. I think it is. We have to go back to Christmas for this one. A uh, 10-year-old girl in Rhode Island. Okay. I don't know what to think about her yet, because this is kind of a saucy move on her part. Don't question it, kid. You, you have me uh, pondering here. What's going to happen? Name is Scarlett. Sent a letter to her local police. Oh Sounds bad so far. But she's asking for a DNA test to prove that Santa is real. What is this kid doing? <laughs> Get out of here. Here's how she did it. They agreed to help her out. I'm sure for promotion, including a half-eaten Oreo that she collected, some carrots that look like they've been gnawed on by reindeer. Okay. Results are still pending. (laughs) But they've already gathered additional evidence, they say. Somebody's security camera caught a shot of possible reindeer in that area. Aha! Eyewitnesses in her neighborhood saw a man in red clothes on the night of December 24th. Police say he is currently considered a person of interest. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Let me ask you this, being a big Santa fan that you are and we I all are. I love Santa. Does this put you on the naughty list to even question his existence? It does. Yes. I, I think she's I think she's got some work to do to get off the naughty list, to be Wait, honest with she's you. She's going through like forensics and all this stuff. Who is this kid, 10 years old, and you're, you're looking for fingerprints and DNA samples? She collected evidence. Oh my gosh. He's a saint, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, St. Nicholas. I don't think this is a feel-good story. No, I, I'm actually kind of angry at this girl. <laughs> this kid is saucy. She is saucy, and she's watching way too much Law & Order with her parents. I like the police department. We've agreed to. We've come up with additional evidence. That's funny, though. Anyway, all right, we've got interest, <laughs> an interesting Flight 850 segment coming up next. First of all, all the airline industry issues we need to get a handle on with Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert. But also, he happens to be, Diener, the only Cincinnati Bengals fan we know. That's true. So he's going to be all corked up today. Yeah. All excited. excited. Oh, yeah. And we need to ask him where yes. the heck this Bengals fight song came from. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> what is that? The little, like, trombone it goes, there? Burr. <laughs> You think he's ever heard of that? I hope he hasn't. I want to catch him completely off guard with this. All right, we got a lot to get get to the bottom of this during Flight 850, kicking off the next hour next. The South Florida Morning Show, keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Welcome back in for the weekend. Thanks for being here, as always, the South Florida Morning Show. Now, there's a lot we need to talk to Jay Ratliff about, our Flight 850 aviation expert. I mean, things like... Southwest Airlines are giving out bonuses to employees after the computer meltdown over the holidays. The TSA fly list, the no-fly list, was found in an airline computer. Those are all interesting interesting and very important topics. But most importantly, Diener, because Jay is the only Cincinnati Bengals fan you and I know. True, yes. Something way more important we need to get to the bottom of. What the heck is this song, and did you know about it? Cincinnati Bengals, that's the It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850, WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay, first of all, good morning, congratulations. I want a full investigative report on who the heck put that song together in the early 60s, and and B, have you ever heard it? I have. uh, It's not exactly on my playlist, so... I couldn't tell you much more than than the fact that I've heard it. 
<laughs> we uh we've been getting a good chuckle out of that thing. All I was doing, simply looking for some Hooday chants from the weekend, and that thing pops up, and we had to play it. But let me tell you something. Congratulations. It seems like this is deja vu or vuja day. We were just talking about this a year ago, congratulating you and your team, because that was an outstanding performance. Well, you know, the, the Bengals had not won a playoff game in 31 years, rolling into last year. And now they have won, what, five in the last 14 months? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's been unbelievable. Yeah, so, absolutely. it's nice to see. But you know the thing that really touched me probably more than anything, and everyone's aware of the the DeMar Hamlin situation with the Monday Night Football. In Buffalo, they had the Niagara Falls bathed in orange as a way to say thank you to the Bengals fans. Oh. And and I really thought that was just a classy move because you sure that wasn't just toxic waste. <laughs> well, let's hope not because it was planned. Right. But, but the thought the thought was I mean the, the there's been a lot of charities back and forth where T-shirts have been sold uh, in, in Buffalo with both teams. You know, yeah, it's been teams, nice. One family and they go to benefit uh, uh, Demar Hamlin's uh, charity right. or the University of Cincinnati's. Uh, you know, team there as far as the uh, the doctors and all, but it, it's just a great feel good story, and I really like to see that. And, and of course, we were all you know really anxious to see what was going on, and most people were, were rather ticked in Cincinnati that a you might have a coin flip that was going to determine where the Bengals played their first playoff game against Buffalo. Well, Thankfully, yeah. it was at home. And then all the talk on this neutral site for oh. the upcoming Buffalo uh, Kansas City game because Awful. obviously. Buffalo is going to win. Yeah, awful. And, and it's like, okay, keep motivating these guys yep. because nothing shakes them. There, and, there are very few examples where there actually is a real case of you know bulletin board material, as they say, and real disrespect. This really was. And there's well, like, first of all the six yeah, but, the six point line that they gave this to. I don't know where that came from. And mm-hmm. to save fans from this nefarious NFL Roger Goodell plan to have a neutral, they want. Trust me. Neutral site championship games. This was going to be the beta test, and they were going to say it was all great and rosy. They want that, and the Bengals kept that from happening, and I thank you Good. for that. Well, and I'm glad for it because, look, home field advantage is what makes yes everything, sports, just so yep. incredible. Plus, it, it, if you have these neutral sites, you're going to have to have considerable money, A, to get there, B, yep. to stay there, and, and C, to, to buy the tickets. and. I'm sorry. It's just to me. It's that's not what sports are all about. Right. And if you've had a home team support your team the entire year, then yeah, other than the Super Bowl, it should be home field advantage is just that. So, yeah, if the Bengals messed up the NFL's plans, believe me, I'm very very pleased with that. Absolutely. Now the issues. So, what is up with this? This concerned me number one about a security deal, but also how does yeah. it even happen? That the TSA no-fly list is on an airline computer, unsecured. It's too much. Boy, we have a lot of unsecured uh, stories in the news lately, don't we? Oh, it, it is. And you know, one of the things about this that is an issue is the fact that it was a an outdated no-fly list, but still something that should have been secured was not. It was on an airline server that that was not secured, and right. it was hacked. And they had 1.5 million what are called entries that were compromised. Now. This no-fly list has names, it has birthdays, it has some additional personal information. Now, it wasn't 1.5 million people on the list because some of these individuals go by multiple aliases. So it might be one individual with five aliases and so on and so forth. So it wasn't 1.5 million. But the bottom line is that this type of information, it should be 
shall we say, a little bit harder to obtain by somebody hacking into it than being on an unsecured server with an airline. But airlines have never been known to have incredibly high technology when it comes to the protection of their 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 software, their aircraft, their reservation systems, and other things. And that's one of the reasons anytime there's an issue with a computer, the first thought is, is this somebody that's hacked into one of these low-grade systems? Mm, right. And if so, uh, does that prove, prove to be a problem? Uh, it was the Department of Homeland Security many years ago that went to Atlantic City, New Jersey, went through the security checkpoint with laptops, strolled down to the gate, sat down in the gate area, and hacked into the avionics system of a Boeing 757, I believe it was. It was parked at the gate. They then provided a report to the airline saying you need to really create some additional firewalls, some things that are going to protect uh, the the, uh, the integrity of your avionic system much more than it has. And that was really the, the warning shot for airlines to get on the ball. But that type of upgrade costs money, and airlines are cheap. And since nothing has happened in the past, they're convinced nothing's going to happen in the future. Therefore, eh, they'll spend money when they have to. They'll spend it on other things before that. And I'm not saying nothing's been done because that would be inaccurate but nowhere near what should be done. And this is just the latest example of how so much of this stuff is, eh, you know, when we get around to doing it, we'll look into it. But for the most part, no, we're going to concentrate on business as usual. Wow. Yeah, that that has to change. And I got to tell you, from a PR perspective, right, this whole Southwest Airlines story, you know, changing gears Mm -hmm. here for a second, this this has to, I wasn't, thank God, the case, but, you know, thousands of people were. If I was stuck in the middle of their holiday computer meltdown nightmare, and I hear that employees are getting bonuses, I'm mad. Now, that may be completely separate what the facts of the story were, because I'm sure that some of these airlines employees did a great job, and they worked overtime, and they... But to hear that they're getting $45 million in bonuses, you can understand the consumer's point on this, too, and why they might be a little bit angry about it, right? Well, they are. And look, it's going to cost Southwest Airlines $825 million to reimburse every single passenger who was impacted. Uh, they're giving them 25,000 frequent flyer miles, which is like $300. Yeah, they're, giving, they're giving them their money back. If you had to buy an airline ticket on another carrier, they're refunding that. Uh, my sister on the 26th of December was impacted on that from an Omaha to, to Chicago to oh. Manchester, New Hampshire flight. And we had to buy, the, for the next day, uh, American Airlines ticket. It was like $1,400. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I, went, I went to the Southwest website where you can load the receipt in just to see what would happen. And guys, they paid me back in like 48 hours. Oh, wow. So Southwest, so my sister basically flew back and forth for free and got 25,000 frequent flyer miles on top of it. Um, so Southwest is trying to make it good to the to the passengers, and they're apologizing nonstop, saying, look, we know it's going to take a long time to, re- to regain your confidence. But they're also saying the frontline employees suffered because we did not have the proper tools in place. So instead of just apologizing to the employees as they've done, they said, look, we're going to devote some money for you. We're also spending a billion dollars to finally upgrade that system that should have been upgraded like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. So that's good news. But the idea is that they're going to reward the employees that were on the front line of this disaster uh, that took the brunt of everything was certainly something that, that's good to see. Uh, it's not the southwest of old yet, but they're turning in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I really hope it continues because they've been an incredible airline for decades. And the thought is that they do things like no one else does. And the idea is they need to get back to that. But they've been so focused on shareholder profits yeah, as opposed to 
you know, helping the employees and giving the customer the best possible experience, that it's really been a problem. And uh, they're going to get to the point where I think they can get back to that. They're certainly saying they're going to. They seem to be ready to devote the necessary resources. But Southwest has always been the airline that everybody else wanted to be like. And uh, of late, they've been dropping the ball more than anybody. So let's hope they can turn it around and and get a lot of this stuff behind them. So this may be a sign that they're going more towards being employee-based and not stockholder-based. Absolutely. Look, when Southwest had four airplanes in the early days and they couldn't meet payroll, Herb Kelleher made a decision to sell one of the four airplanes. Yeah, right. He said, this is how we're going to meet payroll. Uh, We need the, the aircraft desperately, but our employees come first. And that's the reason that it has such a family feel to it for so many of the people that work there. And that's one of the reasons that they have gone so far to try to do so many things to really, you know, there was a time the only way Southwest was going to survive in the early days was if they turned the airplane in in, um, 10 minutes. In other words, 600 seconds to turn a 737 airplane. And they found a way to do it because they love their airline and they're going to do anything they can to make it work. And now that love's kind of going the other way, and that's certainly good to see. Well, we'll take it for sure. I know, I know mm-hmm. that much. Let's hope we don't have any more unsecured file stories for next week, or uh, you know, anything like that. But I think what we're <laughs> going to be talking about mainly next week is going to be something a little bit along the lines of like this Bengal song, Diener, because I think I think Jay needs to hear it one more time. Oh please, yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody else you talk to is doing Who Day. We, at least we found that we went deep into the archives for that one. Well, I thought you were going to pull Lapham out with the coffin nails. I mean, that's that's that's, that's what I would love to hear. Bam, but, bam. You know, I mean, if, if you want to go back that far, that's okay. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I tell you what. If, uh, if Burrow and the boys can go in and uh, knock off Kansas City again, then he has beat uh, my hand four, uh, three times. Yep, that's four right. Times. And. And Josh Allen wants. He's Absolutely. five and zero against those two guys. Absolutely, that's what would happen. So, all right, yeah, let's hope it happens. We'd love to see it. Well, I'm pulling for you. That's for sure. And we'll talk to I you. We'll talk to you in a week. Uh, 850wftl.com for flight 850 stuff and daytradefund.com for uh, all the other stuff to make money. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Absent of that song, I'm looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> see you, buddy. We'll talk to you then. All right. Well, we got some good news too. Speaking of aviation. Astronaut hero Diener Buzz Aldrin, he's 93. Yeah, one of our favorites. His new bride is 63. Oh, wow. Wow, look at that. That's a 30-year swing robbing the cradle there. <laughs> hey, now. And some other headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show, keep it here. The website, you say? Well, that's a good idea. You find the Morning Show blog on there as well as the 850 mobile app, which you should have anyway, because it's free, it's awesome, sounds great. Anything you find online, you can find on there, too. It's very convenient. It's very convenient. Extremist Live, all that good stuff, including the Morning Show blog, which, by the way, I'm taking a guess here. I think I'm going to take a guess and think you put the Nancy Pelosi exorcism story on there. You are correct, sir. Yes! Any day that we have a Nancy Pelosi exorcism exorcism story, that will be on the blog. And it's rare. Yes. It's all the time, as far as we know. Just this one reported because her daughter came out and told the New York Times, oh, yeah, 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 it happened. And she told them, like, as a matter of fact, like everybody does it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't your family over the over uh, Thanksgiving have an exorcism? No big deal. We do that every Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, told the New York Times her mom called priests to perform the, the no, I was going to say ceremony, but it's not, the deal <laughs> of the house over Thanksgiving just weeks after David DePap, that guy, allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer, even though Paul was in his underwear at the time and let him in, but nah, that's no all right. Deal. 
Uh, Nancy, according to the daughter, says she felt guilty that her husband was injured by a man who was looking for her. Again, allegedly. Yes. I think that really weighed heavily on her soul. I think she felt really guilty. I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to uh, have an exorcism on the house and having prayer services. <laughs> I, man, I think I think there was a little bit more being done than just the house. Oh, I think she was trying to cleanse anything else that happened in that house yeah. before that myself, but whatever. But isn't that funny? She's a good Catholic now. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. She's you know practicing Catholic. Yeah. You know, forget these the stance on abortion or anything like that. No big deal. Or, you know, the, the, the constant lying and corruption and, you know, no big deal. All good. All good. You Call got the exorcism. Catholic when it's handy. Yes. Cafeteria Catholic, my, uh, one of my old priests used to call it. I know that I, I uh, voted for the abortion thing, but can you perform an exorcism <laughs> on my house? And on me and my husband and my uh, entire family while you're at it. That DePap guy, though, he's being charged with attempted murder. Burglary, assault, deadly weapon, elder abuse, among other things. He's pleaded not guilty. He's still waiting for... Boy, you haven't heard about that story in a long time, though. No, no, that's true. They, I didn't know they charged him with attempted murder, really. I know. Wow. I know it. Yeah, it actually happened. Did not know that was in there. Wow. What's the other story in the Morning Show blog? Ah, uh, yes. The other one that we got here, because, I mean, it was hard to beat the Nancy Pelosi um, exorcism. That's the A-lister. But this one was really interesting. It, it kind of got us thinking. We saw Ron DeSantis yes. at, the, at the Chiefs game. It's, it's a quick clip. It's on the Morning Show blog. You, you, you can see it for yourself so you know what we're talking about. And you can get the feeling, too. Maybe we're overreacting to it. Maybe you agree. But he's at the Chiefs game on Saturday. Of course, they're going against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's going to be there. And the, the crowd reaction from Chiefs fans in Kansas City yep. really caught us by surprise. We are like, wow, this guy is really well-known and liked. In, in different states, and that's unusual for a sitting governor. I think it answers the question: Does he have national uh, national? Not, it's, it's not even name or? recognition. It's because this is something else. This is why I think this is, even though it's a small, quick little incident, right? Yeah. Just walking by people. I think it's so indicative and so important because this is face recognition. It, it's yeah. like they know ex- they knew exactly without having being you know this explained to them exactly who the guy is, and they were excited about it. This is the clincher for me. You know, this this it was always a question mark. Well, check this one off. Does he have national recognition? Yes. Yes, he does. Or even just appeal, too. V- voter appeal. You so, know? Here's what the, here's what it sounded like cuz somebody had a cell phone nearby. He's walking, he's just walking by and you're kind of sort of near the sidelines so he's near the people and he's going to probably the the Jaguars clubhouse. And this is what it sounded like. Everything up to the crowd roaring was for him. That was that, that was when the Chiefs were running out. They were, they were excited about that. It went wild. Yeah, it wasn't. He didn't get seventy five thousand people cheering for him, but the people that recognized him and all of them did right away. Mm-hmm. Did you hear one lady goes, "The best governor, please run for president." Please, yes, you see him in the background. That was uh, That's, it, it. Struck us because that again that we felt like it answered the question: What type of national appeal does he have? Oh yeah. So when yeah. you see that happen, it's like, whoa, I guess it's maybe even a little bit more than we thought. It seems like a small thing. It's really not. It's no. not when you, when you see that kind of thing. And he knows that. They know that. They use those. Believe me, they, they, his campaign looked at that video. Too. I think the video was from radio, some, some um, sports station in Jacksonville. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where right. it came from. Yeah. I'm not sure who took it, but they're the ones who kind of 
put it out there and people yeah. started seeing, wow, this guy uh pretty popular, I guess, huh? It's no joke. Another interesting thing to keep in mind as we get closer here. Anyway, they've got some good news. Space hero, American hero, just all-around awesome guy. One of our good buddies. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Second man to walk on the moon. He's also got many, many doctorates in physics. He's a, he's a uh, combat vet, of course. Right. And the moon missions, astronaut. He's also a legend. He just got married to a gal 30 years his younger. Hey, now. She's 63, which tells you how, how high up he is. He's Whoa. 93, and it was on his birthday, baby. <laughs> Fourth, which is good looking, too. Yeah. And he's in great shape. He is. I mean, he's... I don't know what his routine is, but he's in great shape. I think he could probably beat me up. All of us. Just saying. Especially if you doubt the moon thing. Remember Ooh. that truther he punched in the face? I, I, how can I forget? It's one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. He just goes, what? Bam! They <laughs> <laughs> keep calling him out. You didn't land on the moon. You're a liar. Bam! <laughs> Right in the face. And I guess the, di- the guy had been dogging him throughout the country yeah. and following him. He finally had enough and he smacked him. Boom. Was his third <laughs> marriage. Uh, ended in divorce in 2012. So this is number four. Um, and he tweeted out because he's very socially uh, social media hip, you know. On my 93rd birthday. And the day I will also be honored, by the way, by living legends of aviation. <laughs> well, that's always always nice to be, to, uh, be able to say. Didn't want you to forget that. Jeez. I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, Dr. Anka, Dr. Anka Fower, I believe is her name, F-A-U-R. Nice. And I have tied the knot. We were joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in L.A. and are as excited as eloping teenagers. Well, look at them go. How fun is that? He's been a big force, too, about forcing and getting the word out there and Elon Musk gives him a lot of credit, too, about getting people to Mars. He says it's very important that we're the first to Mars. I, I saw, not only that, but, you know, I'm always interested in the alien side of things. Oh, yeah. He's talked about different, um, oh, what, what do you call it, uh, megaliths yeah. on Mars. Yeah. And no one really, like, brings that up, but he said it in, in interviews. I think it was like a C-SPAN thing. It was like a random clip I found one time. He's like, imagine how surprised people will be when they find out that there's megaliths on Mars. And they're like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean there's megaliths on Mars? You think he said that because he knows for sure or he's just trying to get more interest in it? Maybe a little bit of both. Because, uh, look, this is Buzz Aldrin. He knows what's going on. He also, by the way, took what's, what's considered the world's first selfie. We turn the camera around, and it's that awesome picture of Earth and him in the background, and it's him in the space That's helmet. Right. He invent- he's, I've seen him tweet that he before. He goes, he goes, just a reminder, I took the first selfie. <laughs> he invented the selfie. I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him credit. You can talk about the doctorates and the yeah. you know, landing on the moon and all that stuff, second man on the moon, whatever. Even, even getting married at 93 years old. Nah. That man invented the, 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 the selfie, for goodness sakes. He won't let you forget it. Damn right. <laughs> Love that. All right, we got more headlines coming up next. Where uh, did they find Joe Biden documents now? That and uh, bad news if you're a fireball drinker. I guess uh, they're being sued. Fireball whiskey? Apparently not whiskey. Oh, no. According to the people suing, according oh. to the plaintiffs. Uh-oh. We got that and a lot more. It's coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Let's talk 850 WFTL. The East South Florida Morning Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for uh, coming in from the weekend strong. Hang it out. Get back to your routine. Get back to the workflow. Coming up tomorrow, by the way, we're uh, working on the details now. But at some point tomorrow, I'm thinking what seven oh three probably, Diener. We should start doing it. We'll have the, all our all our ducks in a row at that point. We have an awesome update about Jen for you to share. Yes, 
Yes, that's right. The words are, rumors are starting to swirl. Words are coming out. and uh, It's good stuff. Yeah. You're going to like this. I can't give you all the details yet, but you're going to like it a lot. Yes. So we, we got some, I think, at you that need point to tell tomorrow. Jen. That's all. <laughs> that's fine. She'll find out. <laughs> She'll find out. But tomorrow morning, we should be able to, at that point, come out and say, uh, Give a, give a good update. Absolutely. Yes. That's going to be good. We've been looking forward to that, so that's coming up. All right, in the meantime, just a couple of headlines. Where in the world are Joe Biden's documents? More found over the weekend. You heard that story already, but when you've lost MSNBC, you've lost, well, he's done. Because some of these papers were found that are related to um, the president's tenure as vice president, and even going back to his 36 years in the United States Senate, a lot of people are wondering, how is that possible? There are rules in place for the handling of classified documents. So how is he in this situation? There are even like longtime senators. Ted Cruz tweeted this over the weekend. He goes, I've been a senator for a long time. He goes, I don't even know how you get away with this. They check everything. How? I mean, you're going back. You're talking about decades worth of materials now. He must have had somebody on the inside to help him get these things out of the Senate. And, and listen. This is done on purpose. This isn't something that's by accident. <laughs> you know, he's, oh, well, uh, let me bring these files home. Oh, geez, how did that confidential file get in there? He's bringing these things home, handpicked, specific documents. That's why it's so bad, and it's really biting them now that they said a small number of documents. That looks so much worse now, I'm telling you, because that means those are the ones you held on to for 30 years. That's right. 30 plus years. Why'd you hold on to just those? Yeah, exactly. That sounds so much worse. Because then those would have to show some type of extreme importance to him. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Something so sensitive that he wanted it in his own hands, in his own house, whether it was for leverage against somebody else or to cover his own butt. I guess that's the question. So uh, you might have seen this guy all over there. He kind of looks like a pimple. He does. He's this poor Biden spokesperson. Not White House. Biden legal spokesperson, you know, personal, to come out and try to deflect all these questions. He was all over the interview uh, media opportunities over the weekend, the Sunday talk shows. It's uh, Ian Sams. Here's his answer to all the allegations of what Congress is going to come after him and even other Democrats saying he should own up to this. Here's what he says to deflect. Well, I think you've heard the president's lawyers speak to this exact fact, and you heard the president speak to this fact. You know, he was made aware of this by his lawyers, and I think that there's a really important distinction here. You know, he is proactively cooperating here because he takes it seriously. See, basically saying we did the right thing and he takes it seriously. These are the two lines that they've fallen on. This is what this is what they're going to hold on to forever. Takes it seriously. (laughs) Did the right thing. I mean, just think for yourself. You're right, though, because they will they will hold on to that. That is their excuse. That's their their kind of, you know, oh, well, look, we're we're taking we're so morally high right now. That's, yeah. we're, we're taking the high road with things, and we know how important this is, and we're cooperating with stuff. We, we preemptively told them, hey, you might want to check here. Hey, check behind this book because I think I hit it there. Or, I mean, uh, I think it landed there by accident. Give me a break with this. Doing the right things. This is an honorable person, see? Did the right. Yeah. When he had to. <laughs> exactly. After he got caught. These are things that he's had. He stole classified documents. From the Senate and from the White House as vice president. And now that he's caught, now he's doing the right thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should check this out. Fully cooperating. Give me a break. Remember Biden? Remember last week? The end of last week at that speech in California out there for the the flood victims? And he said, I think you're you're going to find there's no more, nothing more from this. That's right. Oh, boy. 
And and you go back again. The part that's so damning is you go back to that. What was it? I think it was on sixty minutes when they asked him about Trump's classified docu- documents at Mar-a-Lago, and his response is, "How could you be that irresponsible? How could that happen?" But that sums up Joe, though. That sums up him. In a nutshell, he's such a hypocrite. He's sitting there going, "How could anybody be so irresponsible?" Knowing you've collected documents when you could classified documents exactly for decades in multiple locations. He's an absolute crook. He yeah. always has been. I mean, it, the, the, it's so easy to see. Oh I mean, the writing's God. on the wall. How can you still believe anything these people are saying? And then, okay, so now, and I'm shocked this actually happened, so I, and I give him credit for this. MSNBC, in that same interview, they asked this little Ian Sams guy about the allegations that these documents, as has been reported, directly relate to Joe's business dealings mm. overseas. Here's And Congress wants to know. Here's what he says. They can say a lot, put out a lot of press releases, do a lot of media interviews, but we'll take a look at the letters that they send. We'll take a look at their actual investigative actions and we'll respond to the Congress as appropriate. I think that it's just very clear that a lot of these things are rooted in false conspiracy theories. Oh. <laughs> rooted in false conspiracy okay, theories. Right, right. So that means not only is the idea that they would be related to his business dealings a conspiracy theory, but his business dealings himself. Or a conspiracy theory. That's just, you know, okay, we'll take a look at what they're saying, but you know, uh, you know, anything goes against us, yeah, it's conspiracy theory. He's, or misinformation. Or somehow <laughs> racist. And this, oh, of course, right, don't, you know, um, what, xenophobic oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, this misogynistic and all the other ones that they like to throw out. It's amazing. Whatever is convenient for them at the time, whatever label they want to put on it. Truly amazing. It's, but no I think, shame. as we said before, though, I think that's the hammer. And again, understand where this is coming from. This is a DNC job. This yeah. is a deep state job sure. to get him out of there. And they're doing it. They're trying to do it in a painless way. The hammer is, Joe, if you don't cooperate and leave on your own, we'll start talking about the content of the documents because they're keeping that a secret for now. That's why there's no photo ops. That's why there's no raid. That's why this is all working with the White House lawyers to make sure we scoop up the documents. That could change in a heartbeat if, if, he, if he doesn't play ball with them. They and want him yes, out, and yes. he will be out. He's done. And I think it's important to say that because you can look. It's, it's that, that's how you need to approach this going forward. How many other things come out? So if they continue to find documents, which there are more out there. They read it, oh, man. The, the Department of Justice already said that they are looking into searching one of his other homes. <laughs> so, I was cleaning up my garage this weekend, and I found some Joe Biden documents. <laughs> Where it's, does this guy not have classified it's got, documents? It's gotten that bad. Oh, my God. Look at look into the couch and find a quarter and a oh. classified document. Oh, look at that. Hey. I, found a, I found a quarter, a Tootsie Roll, and a Joe Biden VP document. <laughs> How did that get under there? I was, I was looking for that. Yeah, and then there's the remote. <laughs> I mean, it's, so it's like, what, so the way you need to look at it is if they continue to look and find more, that means he's not cooperating. I think so. And then if they continue to say yep. now all of a sudden, yep. well, now uh, according to our sources, uh, some of the information in the documents is beginning to leak. That is their so you know their quote unquote nuclear option. Yep. If he has just completely been uncooperative and agreeing to step down because of this, because that's what they want. His own people want him gone. So if he doesn't listen, even after all the documents have, have been found, they're going to start leaking what's inside, and at that point, there's there's no coming back from it. Think of it as like a vice. And Joe Biden is a walnut in the vice. Yes. And each time that one of these documents things, they they crank it a little tighter. Mm-hmm. You gonna give up yet, Joe? Until he cracks. Gonna give up yet? And if he still fights it, they're gonna they're gonna reveal that bombshell of the the because then he then he's legally could be impeached. Right. 
could face charges. Exactly. They're keeping that from him now because they're trying to be merciful. Yes. That's yeah, not going to last forever. You know, he's been a good servant to them and to yeah. their cause for 40 years. So right. they're, they're trying to be nice to him. But if he continues to be obstinate and not step down at some point, then they're, they're, they're going to make sure he steps down. Unbelievable. All right. In uh, completely unrelated news, got some bad news about what may be one of your favorite drinks. Oh? Yeah. What happened? Well, as it turns out, Fireball. Fireball. Nice. May not be whiskey after all. What is it then? <laughs> well, according to this lawsuit, it's a malt liquor. Hmm. Um, the, it's being sued. It's a class action lawsuit, yes, but it's small. This is difficult to try to explain. Some of their mini bottles don't actually contain whiskey. In states where gas stations can't sell liquor, they've been selling malt version. So it's not all versions. It's just oh. a malt version that's only <laughs> 16.5% alcohol Oh wow. instead of 33%. I mean, so God somebody forbid. actually took the lawsuit uh, to heart and claims the labels look too similar, and they need to tell people. Really? Does anybody really care? I mean, anything who, past sixteen percent? Who has the time to go into this and say, "Oh, you know what? I got to sue Fireball Whiskey because exactly. uh, this this isn't actually real whiskey I'm buying from the gas station." I think somebody's just looking for a payday. Nice. I don't know. This is what shocked me, though. Normal Fireball is 66 proof, 33% alcohol. Is it really? I did not know that. Well, that's why it gets you just gone real quick. Because it's tasty. Right. I know some people think, oh, that's like, you know, the the, the, the trashy version of, of, of whiskey. But hey, look, it stuff tastes good. Well, it is. It is. I mean, but it tastes good. You could go with Jack Daniels Fire. That's a different That's also option. nice. Yes. Uh, the label says it's, quote, malt beverage with natural whiskey and other flavors. Lawsuit claims not clear that they mean whiskey flavors. Hmm. Whiskey flavors. If they win, anybody who bought the mini bottles in 12 states could get money. Probably about six cents. That's right. If that. As it's uh, as you start doing all the calculations. By the way, we're not one of those states. Oh, okay. I just want to let you know. This reminds me of like ramen noodles. If you buy like ramen noodles, chicken flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, then what is it? You know what it is? It's chicken flavored product. That's that's what that is. So Fireball Whiskey is, it's whiskey flavored, huh? Yeah, it's a hint of whiskey. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Kitchen Drawer segment's coming up next. Things we didn't get to before, but they're caught in our filter. Things such as a giant Pizza Hut pizza. I like it. What are our drive, uh, biggest driving pet peeves? And the lamest U.S. landmarks to visit. Lamest U.S. landmarks. Keep away from them. Have I been to any of these? I think you have. Okay. I, don't know. I think you have. I'm not sure. <laughs> it would make sense if I if I was. Well, you know. We get that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. By the way, all of the podcasts, all of them, and listen live available on the 850 mobile app. Check it out. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. No. Morning Show blog too. I, I really strongly recommend that you uh, check out the Nancy Pelosi exorcism story because it's fantastic and. God's honest truth, according to her daughter. Yeah, I mean, we're not making it up. No. We don't, we don't make anything up. We just tell you what's going on, and that is going on. <laughs> I'm a little shocked you didn't put this on there, Diener, but you may not have known about it. Pizza Hut was in the news over the weekend. This is, by the way, our kitchen drawer segment. Love it. All this crap we didn't get to before, but it's caught in our filter. Yeah, you feel around, you're looking for something. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been looking for that for a month. Let me tell you how this works. If we don't get to these stories, <laughs> yeah. and they, they just die in the vine, we're angry the whole day. That's right. Don't like. so let us have this segment so we're not angry. <laughs> we got to get it out of our system. Just telling you, Pizza <laughs> Pizza Hut announced they just broke a world record last week with the biggest pizza ever. Oh, geez, 
How big, you may ask? Yes. Four, or just under 14,000 square feet. What? You know how many slices that, that accounted to, Diener? No, please tell me. 68,000. What? <laughs> they had to assemble it on the floor of the L.A. Convention Center. Oh, my goodness gracious. And they had to use, so you're thinking, well, how do you... How do you cook the thing? Because it's it's dough, it's cheese, you gotta melt a bank of heaters to cook it from above. Like they had them all lined up. Oh, it's an wow. amazing video. There is one out there. And it took 48 hours start to finish. <laughs> so basically, they brought in the dough. They actually made a pizza this big. It's right. one it, giant pizza. It wasn't moved in, it wasn't piecemeal. It was technically counts as the definition of what a pizza is, because they cooked it on they had to knead it. All the dough. Oh, my goodness. Prepare it, sauce it up, cheese everything, and then physically cook it for it to qualify as a pizza. Well, can they at least like feed some homeless people with this? Oh, or? I, think, I think they are. Okay, good. It uh, clocked in at 13,990 square feet. Oh, my gosh. 13,600 pounds of dough, just oh. under 5,000 pounds of sauce. Whoa. 8,800 pounds of cheese and more than 630,000 slices of pepperoni. It's a lot of pepperoni. It's a lot of pepperoni. I mean, I love pizza. I enjoy Pizza Hut. That's even too much for me. <laughs> well, or is I would, it? I would have a slice, though. Is I would. It? Because this was to promote something you were a big fan of. Oh? The Big New Yorker pizza. Oh, that is a good from pizza. From the 90s, which they're bringing back February 1st. Yeah, that's right. It's probably going to be part of their Super Bowl commercial, is it not? I could see that. I can imagine. Uh, it's not going to go to waste, by the way. They donated all of the pizza to charities in L.A. There we go. Okay, good. Win, win, win. Yes. Loss, not on the blog. No, well, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if we're, if we're running low tomorrow, just keep this one in our back pocket. It's very possible that we're running low on stories tomorrow, <laughs> so it may end up on the, on the Tuesday blog. I'll we'll forget see. about it, so you're going to have to remind all me. All right. <laughs> see how it goes. Also, for the kitchen drawer, the lamest U.S. landmark to visit is... Uh, Take a guess. Giant ball of yarn. Oh, that should be there for sure. Not there? The giant peanut. No. No? Nothing giant. Except, well, the Hollywood sign, number one. You know, it's so funny. I hear about that all the time when they say, well, it's kind of underwhelming. Like, you just look at it and be like, yeah, there it is. It's weird, too, because you're up close to it and it's all like disjointed. You know, it's on a a, a hill, a mountain. I've climbed that hill. Have you? I don't know why. (laughs) Uh,. That's our least favorite. Other unpopular ones are the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I got made fun of for that. We were Why? We, it was part of our honeymoon where Kristen and I, we drove all the way up the eastern seaboard. We stopped at all the major cities and all these different things. And I have family in Brooklyn. And so I had never been there. And I'm driving over this big bridge. So I'm thinking, hey, I'm on the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh. It wasn't the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, what, oh, it was boy. the Verrazano Bridge. Oh, boy. And they didn't let me hear the end of it. <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge, though, it's an engineering feat. I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's uh, pretty yeah. cool. Because I did go to it. it yeah. I don't think it's underwhelming. It was fascinating. Uh, Times Square, because people just say it's all commercialized. and. Well, I guess I could see that, but it's still fun to go. Yeah. Uh, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I've been there, too, and that's a dump. I've heard there's some areas where you don't want to be on the um, Walk of unless Fame. Unless they've cleaned it up since, like, the mid-2000s, because that was a dump. Really? Absolutely. Ouch. And I stopped by some... I don't know what it was. I think it might have been Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. I'm just getting like, I'm just doing an order. And this guy walks in in a full Spider-Man costume like it's nothing. He's like, hey, how you doing? I had an order. Yep, thanks. And ran off. Gets his coffee and Spidey. It was like it was actual Spider-Man and no one even reacted. Oh my god! Like the locals on the Hollywood wall. The locals of Hollywood, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy. That's Joe the the Spider-Man. 
God, not me. <laughs> you know what they don't realize, too, about the Amazing. stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame? It's like when they do a ceremony, like Christina Applegate just had one. Okay. They do the thing, like in front of like the Chinese theater, it's a nice thing. You wind up in front of like a pawn shop or something. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah. Or like a like a laundromat down the street in yeah, some dump. Anyway, <laughs> here's the last item of our <laughs> yes, kitchen drawer. Please. Here are our biggest driving pet peeves. Oh, gosh, we could do 20 minutes on this. You're not kidding. Um, number one. Let's start with number one. Okay. Can you guess what you think it is? It's uh, turn signal? Uh, you're waiting to turn, and it, you think yeah. this one's going to go straight, and then they end up turning, and I, I mean, I lose my mind. Lose my mind. Well, pretty much. Holding everybody up by trying to make a left turn when it's borderline, like, impossible to do so, but you're still holding everybody up, and you screw up the yeah, line of traffic point, for everything. You just got to make a so right turn. Right. You got to eat it and make a U-turn at some point. No, why Why won't anybody U-turn anymore? I don't know. They're very scared to U-turn. They freak out if they miss the exit, just like... Do the next one. How many times have we seen that? You're going down the highway and someone tries to get over four lanes of traffic to get off on the exit. Just go to the next one. You can you can work your way back instead of trying to kill somebody. I know. I almost, I almost shut down 95 for four hours. I didn't miss my exit. <laughs> uh, people who jump out from a side street or parking lot cutting you off and then drive slower than you were. Oh, that's the worst. That is that. That should have been number one. Yes, that incenses me, and it happens to me all the time, and I don't know why. People pulling, this is mine, pulling, people pulling out right in front of you, there's a large gap of no traffic right behind you. Yes, Like, literally, why? you put. Why? You gave me 200 feet. Yes. There's three minutes of no traffic behind me, <laughs> but you had to cut me off. Why do you do that? Anyway. My gosh, or slow turners. Oh, I hate slow turners. Oh, slow turners. Jeez, <laughs> it's like it comes to a complete stop to turn. I know. <laughs> Come on. All right, well, with that angry issue, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow again. we got more headlines. Where will they find more Joe documents? And we got big gen news to share with you tomorrow, mm. which is actually pretty awesome. It's tomorrow. We'll hang out. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you then.